What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! What is going on? Thank you for downloading another episode of the Chris Van Vliet Show. And thank you to everyone who's been leaving such nice reviews. And that's a hint, yes, if you haven't left one yet. There's still time. In fact, you can do it as I'm speaking this right now. And if you don't, it's okay. You're still awesome. I love you anyway. So I just got back uh, from a trip to London where I did this interview with Simon Miller, who you'll know from What Culture. Simon's probably the nicest guy that you'll ever meet. I randomly emailed him a week before I left for London and I said, hey, I'm flying in on a Tuesday. I land at 10 a.m. I've got a bit of free time before I interview the cast of Spider-Man for my day job hosting Deco Drive in Miami. Can we do the interview that day? He said, absolutely. I'll even come to you. Although, on my way to the airport in Miami, I realized that I somehow forgot to pack my microphones and tripod, which is obviously pretty important if you're planning to do an interview. I was actually scared because of this that I wasn't going to be able to do the interview because I didn't want the audio to sound like crap. I wasn't going to do it if that was the case. I emailed James Delo, the host of Gorilla Position, because I was going to be a guest on his podcast right before this interview with Simon was scheduled. I said, is there any way, James, that I can borrow your mics? James said, yeah, of course, no problem. So a massive thank you to James for not only having me on your show, but also for saving this interview with Simon and lending me your gear. That's amazing. Uh, That was the mics. Instead of a tripod, because I didn't have one, I just, (laughs) I propped my camera up for the YouTube video using some teacups and saucers that happened to be in my hotel room. How British, right? So this is such a great chat with Simon. But first, the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you by Green Roads and not all CBD products are created equal. We've heard a lot about CBD over the last year or so, and a lot of companies have launched hoping to cash in on the CBD boom. But they've got some pretty bad, low-quality formulas, and some of them don't even actually have CBD in them when you test them. Green Roads is a pharmacist-founded company dedicated to improving the lives of people who take it. People like me, their CBD oil, super easy. couple drops under your tongue, and it's really helped with inflammation, and it's helped with focus, too. And the gummy bear candies they have, the Relax Gummies, pop one of those. Tastes amazing, and uh, it's called a relaxed gummy for a reason. I it, it really helps, and it tastes great. Use my code CHRIS15 to get 15% off your order at greenroadsworld.com. 
Com. The CVV Show also brought to you by Samson Technologies, and that's the microphone I'm speaking into and all the recording equipment we're using. I mean, the podcast is pretty new, and if it wasn't for Samson, we wouldn't be able to do this. They're making us sound great and helping us out. So SamsonTech.com is where you can check out their full lineup of very affordable stuff. So Simon's a lifelong wrestling fan like you, like me, like all of us. Uh, But you also know that he's now a wrestler and he has been for the last three years. Congrats to him on that. We dig into that. Uh, We also dig into this whole split between what culture and cultaholic and a ton of other stuff. So here you go. It's the interview that'll make you say, why? It's Simon Miller. We're making this happen. We are. Yeah. I mean, right now. It's here it is. The wonder of the internet in a little, in a, what a crazy thing we wow. can do in 2019. If we had wanted to do this 20 years ago, you'd have to walk to oh. one of those machine gun cameras. <laughs> and you can't, right. you can't, that's just not a way to live anymore. No. I, I, was, I heard someone talking about this recently. He was saying, you know, right now we can go live by clicking a button on our uh, phone. I mean, you know, how crazy is that? If you wanted to go live even five years ago, you had to own a TV station. <laughs> exactly. You have one of those weird directing panels yeah. that I still don't understand. <laughs> and I see people, they look really, they look like a, like a kind of child's play set. And then yes. you see someone using it like it's the most complicated yeah. bit of equipment I've ever seen in my life. And you'd also need 15 or 20 employees. Now it's, it's just like this. It's just us sat yeah. here doing this yeah. in London, England. A wonderful place. It is. It's a, I, I'm here for a, a, you know just two days, and I'm like, I gotta talk to Simon if I'm here. Well, that's very kind, man. Like when when you did message me, I was I was very flattered. I'm not gonna lie. Really? I was like, well, yeah, I was. Why pretend otherwise? I, I was a bit like I had that little guy. You know, you always have two guys on your shoulder. Yeah. And had one guy's like, why does he want to talk to us? It's like, you know, that guy hasn't quite caught up with everything else. So I don't know. I guess he just wants it. Let's just go with it. And that guy's like, yeah, Simon, you've got it. I'm like, yeah, I pat him on the yeah, head. Yeah, no, I'm, go, yeah. I'm a big fan, and congrats on everything you're doing. That's very kind, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Which is weird because I was a fan of your stuff as well. Oh my god. Which gosh. always sounds like a lie when people say it, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like the, the the expected response, but it's true. Well, I've you, been watching all the stuff that you've been doing. Because obviously over the last few months, I would say, you can see the curve. You can yeah. see, oh, who's the, the, the Chris guy doing all the wrestling yeah. stuff. So I'm, I'm the Chris guy doing the wrestling yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. When you compliment someone, you say, I'm a big fan of your work. You always want to be the first person saying Because the second person is <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. also, yeah. yeah. It's true because you just sound like you're just making up like etiquette. <laughs> just say like and hope he doesn't ask anything about it. Otherwise, we're screwed. Not true at all. Obviously, the Cody one blew up. But yeah. even before that, I'd seen sort of bits, drips and drabs dropping. And then, yeah, man, they're just fun, nice interviews, which is not, it's not a rarity in wrestling. But a lot of people obviously have always gone in with the pow, yeah. shoot, where's the shoot? Sometimes you just want to hear wrestlers talk. The weirdest thing is the biggest comment I get on my interviews is thanks for letting the people talk. And I'm like, yes. That is why I invited them to have a conversation with me. Yeah, that's that's what's like wrestling, isn't it? Some people want to get themselves over. That's what it's all about. They want to get themselves over. The more power to them. If that's what you want to do, good for you. You do whatever you want. If that if that's your thing, sure. Yeah. But I'm you know, I'm here. I invited you on the show because I want to talk to you. I'm honored to be here, genuinely. This is yeah, I I told I I told my girlfriend she didn't get wrestling at all. It's like Fwom It's just I don't know what that means. I said, Don't worry about it, it'll be a good day. It'll be a good day. So yeah, no, I'm really happy to be here, man. Thank you very much. uh, Thank you. I guess the biggest question is why? Exactly. And I have to go, here's why and slap my head. Yeah. Isn't it weird that that's (laughs) you had told me that when I was a child. It's like, <laughs> that's a weird thing to, to happen but yeah I mean why there is no answer apart mm. from here like, there is no answer that's not true at all isn't it 
Here's why is always the answer. Mm-hmm. I get that. Some people go, why? And I'm like, the answer is, it's, it's literally always been here's why, every time. I think we just learned something. We did. Here. It's like existential up in here. That's what it, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. What the head slapping, people compare you to Ryback. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Oh, You've met Ryback as well. Hi, Ryback's uh, a great guy. Yeah, he seems like a nice dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get it. I'm a bald guy. And, you know, <laughs> the best one is Ryback. That's the best thing. And when I started oh. wrestling, everyone was like, oh, you should be in a team with Ryback and be called Ryback. And I was like, actually, to be fair, if that could happen, that would be <laughs> more beneficial for me than him. But still, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. If you're a bald dude that lives weights and you're in wrestling i get goldberg yeah i get ryback i get cesaro cesaro is less down cesaro's like number three and then ryback and goldberg are like eking cesaro, out for one that's and two quite a compliment actually. i think they're all pretty much compliments i mean like ryback is a tank goldberg is one of the most successful pro wrestlers ever and cesaro is just the dude isn't he so you know people sometimes people say it as an insult and i'm like I'm not offended by any of this. <laughs> Just so you're aware, like it's really nice that you're comparing yeah. me to these successful people. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me some more great wrestlers that I like? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like it's all right. So yeah, no, I get all of it, and I'm all. I, I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll have it until you know, as long as it can continue to go. I hope that it goes. As someone myself who trained to be a wrestler at, at 20 and couldn't balance it with school and everything else going on. I'm really impressed that you're doing this in your 30s. Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't suggest it for, <laughs> for everybody because <laughs> your knees and elbows and shoulders go far quicker than they should. But yeah, it was one of those things where, I mean, as we documented the whole wrestling journey thing on what culture, obviously. And it was just one of those things that deep down, because I tried to train in my 20s as well, but I just wasn't mentally ready for it, I guess. Because you change as a person as you grow up. You get different experiences and that gives you certain confidence or some kind of self-assuredness or whatever. Even self-worth. Your self-worth goes up too. I just couldn't handle it mentally. It just broke me apart. And then, but I knew, I knew I had one more like attempt in me. So, you know, when I started working at What Culture and we were looking for new series ideas and lo and behold, a wrestling school just happened to open 20 minutes from my house. I mean, it was all these things where I was like, I think this is your one last opportunity to do it. And yet it it all just came together to the point where it made sense. And thankfully, so far, it's been going it's been going okay. But this isn't something like like I'm taking piano lessons right now. And like I won't That's take. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like I'm, I'm very big on like trying to learn a new skill. Every oh year. man, hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> every yeah. day. <laughs> so like if I don't take a piano lesson this week, no big deal. I'll take one next week because I'm in London right now. But like with wrestling school, like that's committing like a big chunk of time and like a big part of your life to it. Yeah, absolutely, and it's hard. Like there's no point otherwise. But I kind of always live by the the idea that good things are hard to get to yes. not, and the hardness isn't a, it's not a negative hard it's a positive hard this means there's a challenge here that you've got to overcome and there's going to be <laughs> some ups and downs <laughs> some ups and downs along the way see live the gimmick live the gimmick <laughs> uh, but it's true and it's that it's the same thing with the gym it's the same thing with wrestling same thing everything i love doing it mm-hmm. and that's the key i'm passionate about it and i've got that weird thing in my stomach where when you don't do it there's that hole starts to appear i need to fill that hole with things yeah. and it just so happened that wrestling finally fit so yeah you know there's something I, I go all over the place now for training schools and i'm not saying oh, i'm so great or anything like that but even if one i want to go to is a few hours away i'll go mm-hmm. because i know the experience i'm going to get is gold i know when i'm driving back i will have learned and then i can use that progressing because who knows how long that's going to go on for you know it could go on for another month it could go on for another six years you don't know like there's just no way to tell so i it's the same with everything that i do enjoy it now act and live like it will go on for a long time but always be aware that you can't account for anything 
And when you've got that in your head, you're like, you know what, screw it, man. Let's just go. Let's just see where it ends up. <laughs> but you must have a goal, though, with wrestling. So what's the goal? Uh, well, my goal is the worst answer ever. My goal is just to get better, which I know sounds rubbish. Okay, but that's, but that's, that's what a, it's about. That's like, a good short-term goal. Exactly, because originally it was just to have a match. And then I thought maybe I can have a match and sort of you know cross it off. But then I had a match, and I was like, no, that's the most addictive thing ever. <laughs> so I've got to make sure I do that again. And then it was, okay, well, now let's get good. Let's establish ourselves uh, as not... Because I love the fact... I think it's really important to have something unique when you get into wrestling and being a YouTuber that, that covers wrestling to becoming a wrestler. I think there's something cool about that. Yeah. Not everyone thinks that, but I think there's something cool about that. But at the same time, you want to get to the point where you're not the YouTubing wrestler. You're a wrestler who also does YouTube. You know right. what I mean? Because yes. people just look at you and go, oh, wow, he's, he knows what he's doing. So that's my goal right now. And what comes of that? I, I, I don't know. That's my question. My answer. I don't know. We, I just need to see. Because right now I'm still in the very much the learning phase. Well, everyone's always in a learning phase. But I'm in like the actual learning phase. <laughs> Not like, oh, I should uh, you know, work on my ring psychology. I'm like, did I run the ropes right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so there's a, there's a big difference. And I think it's always good to, you know, small baby step goals, I think, are good. And that's where I am right now. Wherever it goes, it goes. And yeah, by the end of 2019, I'd like to get to the point where I look back to now and go, oh man, over that last six months, I mean, you really developed, you really evolved. Yeah. So, and if that happens, then we can start 2020 with a whole new, a whole new outlook. Well, that think, works for me. I think they say that if you don't look back and you're, you, if you're not embarrassed when you look back, then you're not doing something right. Like you're not progressing. Absolutely, right? Because that means you yeah, haven't changed and yes. things are in the same place. <laughs> I used to work in video games and they used to have this award ceremony called, one of the awards called Rising Star. And I always wanted someone to win Rising Star back to back. Because you could go, dude, you didn't rise. You just stood in exactly the same place. And I think that's the same with life. Like, I really do. It, you don't necessarily have to progress. It doesn't even have to be sort of like a progression where you get to the end of it. And you're like, oh, wow, I achieved X, Y, and Z. It mm-hmm. can just be I learned a lot. Yeah. Great, I learned a lot. How do I take that and make sure that I don't do it again? And I, and I become a better person. So, yeah, the, the bottom line right now is, is that I love the wrestling. Yeah. It, is, it has, again, filled something in me that did need filling. Uh, and let's see where it goes, man. You know, it's early, early days still. That's the thing. I understand. You know, some people, five, six years before they even get competent. So, you know, you can't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. You've got you to take it easy and enjoy it. That's the key. You've got to enjoy this stuff. What were you doing before what culture? Uh, well, before what culture, I was... Uh, video games were where I, I began. Like reviewing uh, them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to run... A, well, I did loads of stuff. Like, sort of way, way back in the day, I worked for magazines and things like that. Worked my way up to editor. Then the internet became a thing. So you're like, well, I don't work on these magazines anymore. Right. <laughs> like, I need to get on the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, it, technically before... Like, physically, before I started working at what culture, I was working for a video game website. I was their editor-in-chief, but... Um, it was it was just so. I mean, the reason I went there is because YouTube was becoming so big, and I was utterly obsessed with YouTube. Like when I was working, even for companies in sort of like 2010, 2011, before the boom, I was like, guys, we really need to get on this YouTube thing. And of course, everyone goes, <laughs> YouTube, we've got a DVD, and you're like, Brian, that's the best idea I've ever heard. And yeah, because the website videogamer.com was was so focused on YouTube, I got involved with that. And that's kind of where I just started doing a load of gaming videos. Um, they, they, they got some traction, but not like YouTube traction. They found a niche audience. And those, you know, those, bless those people, they followed me all the way through. So, you know, I love them to death. But yeah, that, but that just taught me what worked, what doesn't work, helped yeah. me get more comfortable in front of a camera, tried some things. Um, we did a lot of wrestling-inspired stuff. 
on that channel because I, and again, I, I never, if you do this, that's great, each to their own. But I was just a bit bored of the whole video. You watch a video game YouTube channel, especially sort of four or five years ago, and it was just, here's a review, yeah. here's an interview, here's a preview. Yeah. And it was all kind of controlled, I get it, by the system, by PRs and gaming companies, of course, because that's the world we live in. I didn't mind that, but I was like, well, I don't want to do, what's the point? Again, where's the uniqueness? Where's the originality? So I was like, well, I like wrestling. So we came up with a weekly series, um, and we all played character, character toward versions of ourselves. <laughs> but we got the gaming news through through these little sort of YouTube videos. So you could tune in for. A, I mean, it got out of control eventually. Like by the end, there was like a civil war going on between us, and the, the buildings were blowing up. But that's that's what we did. And so you know, if we had a review event, we'd go to the review event, but we would do it as our characters. And we would work in story elements because I thought, well, that's what I like. And there'd always be fake fights and things like that. Um, but it, it served me really, really well. That's where I cut my teeth. And then when the what culture opportunity came up, don't get me wrong. If you go back and watch early what culture videos of me now, unbearable. I mean, I struggle to watch myself now, but back then, unbearable. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's where I got all my experience in that sense before evolving again moving on everything that we've talked about so did, did what culture like did you audition for it i mean kind of people always want an amazing story it started because i saw a tweet that's what it, okay what culture this put is out an amazing tweet. story yeah what culture put out a tweet as lots of big you know publishing houses do and there was like something like do you like wrestling do you do videos we're looking to hire people and i was like i do those things <laughs> so i'd actually started doing wrestling content on the video gamer channel because I was like, we shouldn't just be focusing on video games. We should try and be entertained. Just test the waters. Yeah. So I cut a few of those together. I sent them over, as well as some of my video game stuff, to show what I could do. They gave me a trial run, which is fair. So that was like an audition, yeah. Um, got loads of feedback. And then, yeah, they put that video live. It did well. Uh, well, as well as it ever does when all of a sudden a new voice and personality pops up on a well-established... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Screw that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Die. Yeah. Die. <laughs> um... And it, yeah, and it was one of those things where it just took it from there. Again, one video at a time, and now here we are. And, and how, I'm very lucky. How many videos are you putting out? Or are you you know are you mandated to put out each week? Uh, well, me personally, uh, well, I mean, it, if you watch the channel, obviously, because a lot of it is evergreen content, so it yeah. can come out whatever. But personally, I aim to try and do like eight videos. Eight videos a week is always my wow. is always my goal. Yeah, I like to work. Eight. I like to work, and obviously, there's loads of other great writers and video guys at What Culture doing the website and the and the YouTube channels too. But yeah, I, I I you know I like to I like to work. If I'm not working, but this is the thing. It's such an asshole thing to say. But work to me is not work. Yes. Work to me, I get to review Raw and I get to say why Rusev's the greatest man ever. Do you know what I mean? This is... This, this is this, <laughs> and you love Shane McMahon. I love, love yeah. you, Shane McMahon. The thing is, I do like Shane McMahon. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I loved it when he came back in 2016. I loved it. I remember being in my... I was in a tiny flat at the time. Tiny. I hated that place. But I remember being in my tiny flat, and I had Raw playing on, on my TV. When I heard that music, I turned around with this... I was, I was, I was, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, here comes the money. Here comes the money, especially yeah. because I was doing uh, my wrestling podcast then, which has been going for eons now. And I'd said to the guy I had on as a joke, I said, "Ah, did they just bring Shane McMahon back?" And we all laughed, and then you know he came back, so it was great. So, I mean, I, I, it's not Shane McMahon that I don't like. <laughs> it's just that you could do it with anyone if you overexpose somebody week in week out. Eventually, just as a fan, I get a bit like, yeah. Yeah. could see less of you. That would be anyone, though. You could do it with Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day. Well, it's tough because WWE has so much 
you know, like it's Raw, then it's SmackDown, then it's NXT, then it's 205 Live. Yeah. There's so much out there. And they have a giant roster, and we see the same 10, 12 people all the time. Exactly. And the wild card rule <laughs> hasn't necessarily helped with that. But I, it's, it's, really, it's really, really hard. I don't... I always, even though obviously I have a review show, yeah. I never try to be too overly critical about things that I know are hard to pull off. Yeah. Like you'll never, people think this is true, but it's not. I will never say that was a crap match. Because to me, there is no such thing as a crap match. And people, I understand they roll their eyes at me. But because I've done it and I know how hard it is, yeah. I don't have it in me. I will say that wasn't a match that I enjoyed, but I will never go, this match was crap because that arm drag was a pile of rubbish. Yeah. I'm like, that's... It probably was a pile of rubbish, but I don't feel comfortable saying it just because, A, everyone knows that's not, that's not something you can debate over. If someone botches an arm drag, you can botch an arm drag. And I know usually nine times out of ten, the person that will be beating themselves up is the performer. Yeah. So I will never, ever try to criticize too hard in that sense because I just don't think it I don't know I just there's too much negativity in wrestling as well and I like to try and for sure yeah there are other things you can focus on in terms of why didn't the story make sense or as opposed to a human being made a mistake in the ring yeah we've got Botchamania for that he's smashing it <laughs> he's smashing it you, he can, you can go check it out so yeah my thing is always trying to look at the more you know above and one of the you know, one of the hard things is you know, how do you work in everybody and give them credible storylines i mean it can be done because we've seen wwe do it before just as of right now that's not one of their strong suits for whatever reason and i've been saying that we're just kind of in the post wrestlemania lull it's tough because there's all this build up to wrestlemania and then afterwards it kind of goes into a dip up for SummerSlam, dip and then up for survivor series (laughs) and i think that people are so quick to criticize the product like we're all wrestling fans here whether you like wwe AEW, ring of honor impact new japan whatever we're wrestling fans, and I think that the, that's the bottom line. Yeah, I, I mean, that's my thing, and I get this. I get this more than anything on social media and stuff. You're too positive. You, you're not calling the WWE to task, even when you can watch through an episode of Ups and Downs. And I've just completely said that was bad. This was bad, but <laughs> you know, because I said one thing was good. But that to me is, I think people should be allowed to be as negative as they want. But I also think people have to be allowed to be as positive as, as they want. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a minority, but there are this contingent of people out there who will go searching for those who are saying, oh, I liked Raw this week, and they'll tear them down. Yeah. And I'm like, just don't do that. You can say that it was the worst show you've ever seen. And genuinely, if you get a source of fun by watching it and ripping into it on Reddit, I get it. I get it. There is something fun to that, like the mob mentality kind of a thing. But make sure you keep it there. Like, I see so many people, and bless their hearts for getting in touch with me, like, it's humbling to say the least, saying, you know, Simon, you, I like WWE, and you make me feel like it's okay to continue to like WWE. And I always sit there and I shake my head like, how? That's what a lovely message to receive. (laughs) And I think it's really important because you shouldn't, you can get someone saying, oh, I don't agree with you. Let's have a chat. But if you think that's what Twitter is, you are, you are wildly mistaken. And that's the only thing that I think is a genuine, a genuine problem. Like, if you enjoy Drake Maverick wetting himself, I mean, genuinely awesome. Because they wanted to entertain you, and yeah. they did. But by the same token, if you thought it was terrible, that's good as well. But we just need this... I sound like a hippie. But it's true. We just need that, that <laughs> piece of love and just to accept people's opinions. And, you know... And look, if the, doom, if the naysayers are right, and in 10 years' time, all this does lead to WWE going out but i don't believe in any sense but even if it does okay you were right and you can gloat about it then but right now let you know pete in 
Brighton enjoy his <laughs> rubbish episode of Raw. Just let him enjoy it. Let him enjoy it. It's okay. I also I do think it's hard to make three hours of television. You know, oh, three hours is too long, isn't it? it? It's it's difficult. Now I work in television and I have. You know, my entire career, three hours is a lot. Like, yeah. that's basically telling people to watch a movie and a half every <laughs> single Monday night. Exactly. And and a bit of SmackDown, which now obviously ties in, sure. and trying to remember all the stories. Yeah. You can't do anything for three hours. You just can't. Like, I love the gym, right? Don't want to go for three hours. <laughs> I really, really don't. Like, eventually, after about that two month, yeah. I'm like, I can probably go home and get some, you know, food now. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, but I understand it as well. Like, that extra hour makes WWE loads of money. Of course. And it's a business. And I don't think you can ever forget about that because it's true. But again, don't have to like it. That's the key. You don't have to like it. You're more than able to go, well, maybe they should put the fan experience before this extra money they're making in the third hour. And then I go, and there's the debate. See, that's the cool stuff to talk about yeah. as opposed to doom and gloom. <laughs> die, everybody, die. So, have you always been a gym guy? Yeah, that was, I, it's, again, my first love. Uh, well, other than wrestling. I mean, wrestling was my first love when I was like a, you know, six, seven years old. Yeah. But in terms of when you're kind of in adolescence or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I went into a gym when I was 16 years old. And it sounds so dumb, but it's true. I did one like barb, uh, dumbbell curl. My brain just went, yeah, we'll do this for a while. <laughs> and that was it. And it was just, uh, it just made so much sense to, my, it sense to my brain. And again, I don't mind talking about it because, you know, it's all on my own personal YouTube channel. It helped because I got bullied when I was in school as well, quite badly. Uh, but again, that ties into my mentality with the wrestling. My brain just took a while to just understand who I was as a person. Um, and... Yeah, and finding the gym was a great way for me to... That's when my confidence started. Yeah. And especially when, you know, it takes a while, but after the first couple of years, when you do start to see proper changes and people start to comment on it, and you're like, oh, wow, like that's something I put loads of work into. Yeah. And now I'm seeing the results down the line. Maybe I'll apply this to my life. So you think <laughs> I'll do... Oh, it's working. And you're like, yeah, so I, uh, without the gym... I'm just not very happy. No, I'm, I'm always a happy person, but I'm a much more, I'm a better person. I know what you mean. It, yeah, yeah. It's some strange correlation that people have, though. Like, oh, if you work out and have muscles, you must be stupid. <laughs> like, I don't understand why that's a thing. I don't know. I don't know because it makes me, it made me a much more productive and well-rounded person. Yeah. going to the gym i can't really explain why but it did i guess it's just a stereotype isn't it oh it is. muscles we maths book oh. like, <laughs> i don't know i don't understand that connection but yeah but i think that going to the gym like gives you a regimen it like it, it makes you like okay i'm gonna do this with this portion of the day which means that i can now do this this and this with the other portions of my day exactly right and it always gives you something to do yeah. always even if you wake up and you have a completely clear slate you think, well, I've got to get the gym in and I want to get my five, six meals, whatever the current plan you're doing. Yeah. And that to me is great. That's what I like. I like having something to focus on every day. I find it keeps me creative. It keeps my brain ticking over as opposed to not having every, anything to do and then feeling a bit like, oh, I don't really have a direction. And that's why when I hurt my shoulder yeah. wrestling in my fifth match, I know, I'm just getting in front of the comments. How many matches, Miller? Five. <laughs> that's right. I was just catching up for lost time. That was actually the hardest thing. Aside from when I'd sort of gotten over the mental side of being injured, I was like, oh, I really want to get back to wrestling. At first, it was that whole, oh, I can't go to the gym. And I had these days where I was just like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, yeah. I completely... And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real... To me, it grounded me, absolutely. And it still does to this day. Because it's such a cheesy thing, but it's true. The gym humbles you. Because it kicks your ass, right? When you leave, you're like, man, I feel terrible. Well, I feel good, but I feel yeah. I feel terrible. And I think it's a really good way just to... 
It just is. It just works for me. It ticks my boxes. It's funny how, like, you know, you never... There's those days where you wake up and you're like, I don't feel like the gym today. And then you get there and you're like, this is all... I'm so glad <laughs> yeah, I did this. Absolutely, right? You never get halfway through a workout and you go, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> no, you don't. No. Unless you injure yourself, but that's well, something you, different. Sure. But no, you don't, do you? And then I think in those sessions, at the end, you almost feel more empowered. Yeah. Because you're like, I got through something I didn't want to do, and now my body's rewarding me for it. And again, I think you can take that into your work life as well. Yeah, oh, we're I'm getting not... deep again. No, nah, it's true, man. I, I always talk like this. This is the problem. This is why... I, this is good. Well, I do too. I, I, I like talking about that kind of stuff because I'm, a, well, I'm, a big, I'm well into mental health. Like, I'm really, really into it because I just think it's really important. And I think the more people can chat to it about it like this, the more normal it becomes. And then hopefully when other people do sort of struggle with it, they're like, oh, it's okay. You know, I don't even like the word, I, even I think I'm an idiot for thinking this. I don't even like the word struggle. I think that's a terrible thing to put on someone who's got men. Oh, you're struggling. No, you just live in life, man. Because yeah. everybody deals with that stuff. No one wakes up every day and goes, oh, I feel great right now. Yeah. They just don't. Like, it's just not true. So, yeah, and I think it all ties in to this kind of stuff where you kind of wake up, you feel how you feel. Who knows why the brain does what it does. And then you just find these cool things mm. to get through, which is why, you know, going back to what we are talking about get, doing all this stuff, that's why I do it, man, because I'm like, how lucky am I? I'm not saying I didn't work for it. I did, but hard work doesn't equal anything. You don't, no one deserves anything. You may feel like you do, but unfortunately the world doesn't care. But when you do, for me anyway, when you find that you have these opportunities and you're enjoying them and they're really giving you a, a sense of satisfaction, it's like, well, let's just, let's just keep that going yeah. and see where they are. So, do you have yeah. a phrase that you like or that you live by? Uh, no, not, not massively. I mean, just... Just, well, I mean, be, be, just to try and be as positive as I can, but not in a. And uh, there is, a, I'm not. Some people think that means you wake up morning and you like cartwheel down the stairs. It's like I hate that guy. I'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, just to always, just always try and take stock of everything, and yeah, never try and get too too carried away. Um, but no, no real phrase or anything like that. It's just the way I try and live. I find it's more of a a routine you kind of fall into yeah. after. You have to teach yourself to do it. I think that's true. And it's even like self-worth. So this ties into wrestling too, because I, I say to everyone, people always go to me, oh, Miller, why do you wrestle? I go to fill up my self-worth tank. That's all <laughs> wrestling is. I bet there's 50% of wrestlers out there that say, can I just do the bit when my music hits? Everyone goes crazy. <laughs> I come out, I do a circle around the ring and then I leave. I imagine 50% of wrestlers go, yeah, that would be great because it makes you feel good. And I kind of think that is a great summary, a summary for life. And then hopefully you can fill up your obviously your self worth tank as I've dubbed it enough that you don't need any of the outside stuff. But I think deep down we all need it. How did your self worth tank feel at the uh, Bullet Club block party? Yeah, I felt great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> felt great. Uh, I think it broke. I think it malfunctioned. That was a terrifying day, wasn't it? <laughs> My friend Tamatonga in Haku. <laughs> Who set that up? Whose idea was this? Well, I mean, it's real, obviously. And oh, we yes, wanna, of course. We want to yes. hurt each other real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was one of those <laughs> things where, uh, and look, I will say that that story's not done. So I'll try and skirt around this as much as I possibly okay. can. But I get it. People want to know this stuff. So it was just one of those things where Tamatonga, between you and I and no yeah. one else, is a really good dude. No one's watching. He's a really, 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 really good dude. And he gets it. And this is why I, I, we met, well, we met at StarCast, the all-in uh, one. 
and uh, he was familiar with what culture. Obviously, I knew Tama Tonga was because I'm a wrestling fan. And we did an interview, and it was really fun, really fun, because Tama Tonga doesn't care. Uh, I try and bounce off people, and everyone said it was a really fun, good interview. Um, so, you know, you stay in touch over social media and stuff like that. And because, and this is one of the reasons I love what culture so much, is that everybody's an individual. Yeah. So there were certain people there that didn't necessarily enjoy Tama Tonga, the wrestler. Right, and he gets that he understands. He's a heel. He's like whatever. But anyway, I think one day uh, he'd re- he'd read a certain article or he'd seen one of my videos. I just thought he was going to have some fun with it. So he just said, "Oh, Miller, I'm going to recruit you to the Bullet Club party, but screw everybody else." <laughs> and it was just it made me laugh so much, and it started to gain so much traction that yeah, we had a little conversation, and we were like, "Well, let's see what we can do with this." And it ended up with us at the Bullet Club invading the Bullet Club block party at WrestleMania, and Haku trying to kill us. Because maybe or maybe not, somebody had forgotten to tell Haku that it wasn't, you know. It, Haku it, was it, running like full speed at you. If Haku had killed us, <laughs> kayfabe would have had to have been broken very quickly. <laughs> Let's just say that. I think if that, yeah, Haku, Haku was under the impression that it was all legit. Because, yeah, he hadn't been, we'll use the right terms, he hadn't been smartened up. So I didn't know that Seriously? at the time. I didn't know that at the time. I was just like, wow. I said to the guys afterwards, Haku's really good worker, man. I'm fucking angry. <laughs> As it turned out, no, Haku was, uh, understandably so, I would be the same if I thought a bunch of punks had come to my son's party that had been an absolute smash success and he'd put hours of work into and tried to, you know, screw it up. Uh, I would have been mad too. So thank goodness he, thank goodness from nowhere. I don't know whether you saw the clip where I all of a sudden got these Muhammad Ali, yeah. <laughs> which I don't have in my arsenal, by the way. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah, I'm kind of bobbing and weaving. He would have ripped my head off. There's no two ways about it. Oh. Like, that's the other, sometimes you, you get people going, oh, Miller, you big wuss. And it's like, okay, I'll set Haku on you and I'll see what you do. <laughs> if you think you can take out Haku, you need to rethink that, son. I so, like how, because you're so positive, your best insult there was, their microphones are too quiet. <laughs> well, this is the other thing as well. Like, I don't take myself seriously at all. And I think I've proven that by having wrestling gear that has Y with a question mark written over my ass. Like, I think if you think I take myself too seriously, I definitely don't. So when yeah, that was going on, I was like, I don't want to insult him properly. I just want to say, I just want to throw sort of stupid jabs. I think because, you know, I do think everyone has a kind of persona o- online. And I, that's the way I like to see myself. You know, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. But I like being that guy. So even in wrestling, I was like, well, you've got to keep it up. Absolutely. And there's a time to be serious. But yeah. I thought it was funny. So like, and whoever <laughs> picked Shape of You as the fighting music. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize you were supposed to fight to Ed Sheeran. Always, man. Always. That's what we do. You see? You see? But no, that was, <laughs> that was a terrifying day. However, once again, like everything in my life, when I you know, got back, you settled down. And you think I went to a you know, basically a New Japan-led party and got to work a work an angle with Tamatonga and Jay White and Haku. You're like, man, things are all right. Things are all right. Is that one okay. of the highlights for you? It's up there. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like, again, hopefully that is going to have... I have to talk in, in riddles here, but hopefully that is going to have the natural end that people would want. And if that does happen... That was that was very wrestler like. Yeah, yeah. it was. And if, but if it, if it does happen, then, you know, I can't complain too much. Well... Until afterwards, and I'll probably be dead. But anyway. <laughs> Since most of the wrestling you watch, I'm sure, is you know American based, can you do a pretty good American accent? I don't. I'm, I'm probably not. No accents, as anyone that has watched ups and downs knows, <laughs> accents are not my strong point. I tried to do an Irish accent the other day, and it was abysmal. That's abysmal. It. My Irish? Yeah. Oh no, I can't do it. <laughs> See, it sounds. I don't know what that is. American? Could I do American? I, I don't know now. 
No, I can't. You gotta try it. You gotta try, man. Hey, man, how's it going? Nah, it just makes me sound like a. I'd hate. I hate me straight away. I'm like, who's that? I can't do accents. Hey, man. Yeah, I know. I think most people think I have some kind of like British Australian American twang anyway. So maybe that's it. I I, don't know. All British accents sound the same to me. Of course they would. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine they do. So where's yours supposed to be? I'm from from? London. I'm from Luton, but it's like 10 minutes away. Yeah, but the thing here is like you go five minutes away and the accent's completely (laughs) different. That's true. true. (laughs) But yeah, no, I am the most boring British man ever because I'm just from the capital. It's like, it's not like some amazing place like Shropshire. But all that, I never heard of that. You know, if you're American, you're like, oh, yeah, I know London. That's dull. Go find somewhere better. I don't know. Yeah, no, but yeah. Sure. But yeah, no, accents are not my strong point. But I'm, again, I've used that as well. That Becky Lynch skit I did a few weeks ago. You can watch it now. Ups and downs. What culture? I don't know which one it was. Even <laughs> I watched it back. Even Phil, who edits the ups and downs, went, no, it's the worst. Like, it wasn't any really kind of like, you know, a good try. It was terrible. Like, I just laughed <laughs> at my computer. So yeah, accents aren't my thing. But that's okay. I'm all right with it. I, when, when, uh, when I tweeted out that I was going to be interviewing you and you retweeted it, thank you so much. People no, were very excited. Again, one of those things where I just... Wild. Yeah, I know. Because people are lovely. That's why. Thank you, people. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Yeah. And, and everyone wants to know where Y comes from. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's boring. It's a real boring story. I, I think more, more, more people were uh, interested in the whole what culture to cultaholic thing. Oh, I know. That's boring, too. This I is don't the know. Thing. But, well, but to, to the, I understand why, from a fan's perspective, it was really... Because it was like WCW, WWE. It was like, what's this weird crossover that's happening? But I can only talk about it from my point of view. And from my point of view, it was a bunch of people who have always been very friendly and very nice to me are going off to start a new job. And I said, good luck. And they said, thanks, Simon. Good luck with your job too. And I said, thank you. And that was it. That's honestly it. And I found out like most other people did. Like, you know, they announced it. And I was like, oh, cool. I hope they do really, really well. And I just got back to work. What I wasn't ready for <laughs> was when I then arrived back on uh, the internet later on and everyone decided that it was I had it was my fault. That was the thing that surprised me the most. And for some reason, it was me that had... I, I can't even explain it to this day. There's no logic there. Mm. I think it was just, well, I recognize those guys and I recognize Simon. Yeah. Um, here's the disconnect. Therefore, I will blame him. And yeah, it was the only time in my many years on social media where I took some time off. I took a couple of days off and I was like, that's just too much hate. Mm. There's too much hate. So I thought I'm just going to back again. I like to think I'm quite intelligent with this stuff. Apart from the guy I go to the gym, obviously, so I'm a moron. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so I, I took some time off and then, yeah, I came back a couple of days later. Just I just put a tweet out there saying, look, I just want everyone to know I love doing what I'm doing. I wish nothing but the best for them. That's it. That's my story. And that kind of where it... I did something on a video as well where I said something similar saying, look, I'm me, going to carry on being me. You can say whatever you want and you genuinely can say whatever you want. I understand yeah. that if I put myself out there and I'm going to enjoy certain things like, again, Chris does that tweet and there's this amazing outpouring of love, then I'm going to accept the other way. If somebody wants to go, Miller, I think you're a bald ride back asshole. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. It's genuinely cool and I'll take it because I think that's what life is all about. It's about balance. And... Um, I mean, that went too far for me, but I removed myself from the the situation. Yeah, but to me, that was the only talking point. It's hard not to take it personally. Well, the one for me was when um, someone said, oh, I hope your mum dies. That, that was, see, now, what? now it's funny. But someone said, oh, you've ruined my, my YouTube. I hope your mum dies. That's when I'm, I'm done. So, so I left for a while. But look, there was, even throughout that, though, uh, when I did that tweet, when I came back, it was so many people said nice things. But also, 
um, you know, even sort of forums like the you know Squared Circle Reddit where everybody goes. Even someone on there had written a little thing saying, "Oh," and it, so you do see the good, and then you take the bad and, and you throw it away. But yeah, in terms of the actual event itself, I was just like, okay, good luck, and I'm going to keep doing my thing because I'm really happy and. I'm gonna fo- I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna focus on me because why would that's why I, I don't go and focus on Barclays Bank. <laughs> it's like it's nothing to do with me. And I kept an eye on what they were doing, of course, because they were people that I know and respected. Um, but yeah, I, I I I I understand when there is a shift. No one likes change, right? Yeah. So when there is a change, uh, but it was so many years ago now. I you know it was two years ago. I think maybe three, two years ago. And I understand why people are intrigued, but from my end. There is no story. And the guys at What Culture Now, both the wrestling and the other channels, work their asses off. They're great guys and girls. Uh, they come up with awesome content. I love working there, as we were talking about before we hit the record button. Uh, you know, one of my goals in life is just to keep making as much good content as I can and keep growing What Culture as much yeah. as I can. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things of the world is when people say it's Simon from What Culture. I love it. Like, that's my birth name, Simon from What Culture. And it puts a massive <laughs> smile on my face every time. Uh, and that's what matters. That's what matters to me. And I'll be the first person to say, again, you're allowed to love it. You're allowed to hate it again for everything we've talked about. But I'm damn proud of everything we do. Uh, I think we're true to ourselves now as individuals and as a team. And yeah, long may it continue. That's, that's, that's the way I've always seen it. And yeah, that's the way I'll continue to see it as well. As a lifelong wrestling fan, when you look back, uh, do you have a favorite match? Well, I mean, Steve Austin, Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13 is always the one that goes sure. straight to the top just because I was at the right age. A, it was incredible anyway, but also as my two favorite wrestlers fighting. And it taught me so much about wrestling when I was still you know, really young. It taught me, it didn't teach me about psychology, but without even realizing it, yeah. I was taken in by psychology and I was taken in by how violence can tell a story. And, you know, the, the fact that, again, you know, Steve Austin went babyface and, and Bret Hart went heel. And I know it's a boring answer, but I often find you do get boring answers to those questions because matches like that sit so high in people's thoughts. Yeah. That's why they do it. That's why they did it to begin with. So, yeah, it was just it was just, it was just excellent. And I can still watch it today. And obviously now it's got nostalgia, which means it's protected by anything. That's right. But yeah, that, yeah. That, that's always the one uh, always the one that I go to. Um, and that I watch, you know, if I'm just sort of doing something and I want a match on in the background, I'm like, oh, I'll put on, I'll put on Steve Austin Braha. And then you can watch also, obviously the, you know, the one they had the Survivor Series as well, which is like the unsung classic that nobody ever talks about because that's awesome as well. And all the promos beforehand with Austin saying, you know, if you put an S in front of it, man, yeah. you get. It was just everything, and that was just before Stone Cold was about to blow up, which is where. Like most of us, my wrestling fandom went from like a seven to a four hundred and twenty-two. <laughs> so it was just such a pivotal, a pivotal moment, and yeah, like it's it will it will it will always be there as as this thing that I just love, just love, just love it. I just think it's great. I, I've been saying this for a while, but it's the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan. You're a wrestler as well. Very exciting time to be a wrestler. What's your take on there now being some competition? It's the best thing in the world. That is that truly is as well. It's. I, I, I don't think you could have enough successful wrestling companies. I just don't. I mean, if I look at it from a, a wrestler angle, and I understand I'm still new at that, but the best thing ever is having choices because you want to be able to have choices. And, and if you find a company that wants to lock you down to a contract and that works for you and you have the option of multiple ones of those, awesome. But also from a fan's point of view, you get to choose. Because yeah. I've really got into New Japan sort of the last sort of five, six years and 
I, I, sometimes I see people going, oh, WWE should be like more like New Japan. I'm like, no, don't do that. I want to have, I like my WWE. Okay, right now it needs a bit of polishing, but I like my WWE. I like my New Japan. And over the last six months, I love my AEW. Like, I think it's a great product. So I just, what I hope happens is, I don't think, I genuinely don't think WWE will ever go anywhere. And nor do I want it to. You know, I want it to, even if it, it sits on top forever. That's great. That's fine. The amount of memories and, good times they've given me since i was a kid i guess you have to expect some downtime and maybe this is the downtime in but i also want AEW to succeed but i want mlw to succeed i want all the indie promotions to succeed yeah. it's just so much fun because everything will offer you something different and although you can watch whatever you want uh, so you can try and watch it all you don't have to you can just pick and choose and find what works for you and that's the best thing about anything it's like most boring analogy ever right you don't just want chocolate and vanilla ice cream <laughs> right you want a bit of strawberry or cookie dough or whatever like that and that i feel is happening and i think it's awesome that aew right now has managed to i mean clearly connect to these laps fans and get people talking about wrestling again awesome brilliant yeah. i can't wait i cannot wait although it's creating this divide like, uh, <laughs> like I've interviewed, you know, a handful of AEW wrestlers recently. And now people are like, well, dude, you hate WWE. It's like, <laughs> no, I've asked for several WWE interviews and have been denied. So I will interview whoever, you know, does an interview with me. As it's, you should. But it's so funny that you say one good thing about AEW or one bad thing about WWE. And people have made up their mind. Absolutely, man. And again, you can even tie that into even the ups and downs stuff. Like, honestly, you can say... I enjoyed the opening to Raw, and you can give it an up, which is still up. <gasps> like, it's a finger, man. Look at me. Um, but then later on, you can say, but I'd give, I've never done this, but I'd give the Bray Wyatt segment a down. What? You hate WWE? What about the good stuff I just said? But I think it's just a reaction, right? But I get it all the time as well. Like, we're doing loads of AEW videos at the moment because it's exciting and it's, it's fresh yeah. and it's hot, exactly. But then you get then you're like, oh, listen to this. AEW fanboy and sometimes I clock the names these are the same people that are on raw ups and downs going he loved WWE too much so it's just this it is crap I don't that, we're always going to get a divide because that's just the way the internet works but I really rather it wouldn't like you can be an AEW and WWE fan it is possible I used to watch WWE and WCW back in the day Me too. I loved it I was always my heart was always with WWE but I didn't hate WCW. And when I heard that, you know, Goldberg's in the world title, you know, Friday night over here in England, I'd be like, quick, secretly change the channel, don't tell anyone, and go back. And it was the best. Yeah. And now it's even easier to do that because of catch-up and streaming and everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's a shame. But I guess that's the nature of cult, of niches and passions. Is It's like Marvel and, um, and DC yeah. and, uh, well, Nintendo and Sega back in the day. You're not allowed to just like... Yeah, you can't why, like both. Why can't we just be wrestling fans? I know. I don't I, I don't have the answer. Yeah. Comments. Let me know. I want to know why we can't just enjoy wrestling. I think it, I think it's because there is a, a, a line, train of thought, which I don't agree with, where they think because they believe WWE's content to be so bad that we should be being more vocal about it so they don't go out of business down the line. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, that's... Even if you are the loudest person ever and you get the biggest microphone, a megaphone, and Guinness come along and go, you got the world record for the biggest megaphone. <laughs> it's still, you can shout in it for days. It's not going to make a difference. doesn't mean you shouldn't shout, but don't expect that if we don't shout that these things are going to happen down the line. I think people should just enjoy it for what it is. I yeah. love wrestling. Wrestling right now feels far more exciting than it did 12 months ago. And there was nothing wrong with 12 months ago. percent. Yeah, it's just more going on and there's more to talk. Look at John Moxley. Yeah. I always, if I get 12 months ago, if I had sat here and I went, Chris, 
in June 2019. Dean Ambrose is going to be called John Moxley, and he's going to be the hottest thing in wrestling and being in the G1 Climax at New Japan. You would probably punch me in the face because <laughs> you'd be like, don't come on my show and tell lies. Be a nice guy. And I would yep. go, fair enough. Yep. But that's what's so great about it. And if 12 months ago I told you the match of the year in 2019 is going to be Cody Rhodes and Goldust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd be like, no, 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 it's not. Yeah. And you would say it's going to happen nowhere close to WWE. I'd be like, well, I don't know what world you've painted. And that's why it's awesome, especially because when you do look at two guys like that who themselves have said, and you talk to them, you know, who have said they don't believe they would have gotten those kinds of opportunities in WWE, yeah. then isn't it great they have somewhere else to go to make their to make their opportunities and i think there is unlike sort of you know ted turner versus vince mcmahon or eric bischoff there seems to be less of this we want to get you out of business mentality and more we just want to focus on ourselves and take the odd shot shot here and there but mostly we want to focus on ourselves and do the best what we can do and our offense is our defense as well and that's a much healthier way to be as well and hopefully eventually that you know (laughs) goes to everybody else i think uh the phrase I heard uh, that makes the most sense is there's two ways to have the tallest building in town. You either tear down all the other buildings or you just build a better building. Uh, that's brilliant. And that's what AEW seems to be doing. You know, they're just building it up. Yeah. Instead. And I hope it, I hope it, I hope it gets massive and I hope WWE continues to build there even I, higher as well. I completely well. agree. Yeah. I mean, another phrase, I'm just throwing around all these phrases no, here. I like it. Rising tides lift all boats. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the boats are lifting, people. And also, on a personal level, you have no idea how excited I am. I think it's October, basically, when the AEW TV deal is yeah. going to start. You have no idea how excited I am that in one week, I'm going to get to review Raw, which is the staple. That's what we all like to do. Then I get to review SmackDown on Fox, which is exciting. Fox is going to change. We've yeah. seen the new logo. And I'm going to get to do ups and downs for an AEW show. I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. So again, if I look at it from my personal perspective, I can't wait. That's going to be great. And I can compare them all. Yeah. And everyone goes, you shouldn't be comparing them. I'm like, but I'm gonna. Like, <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait. This has been great. Oh, thank you, man. It has been good as well. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm, still, I'm still just... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm just surprised. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in that mindset where I just see myself as a guy that makes... I'm proud of it, but makes dumb videos on YouTube. Sometimes I don't really think about the people watching them. Yeah, and so to yes. get an email from a guy like yourself, who are genuine, I have been watching the, uh, the videos and going, hey, he makes good content. And then you say, oh, do you want to? It's, it, it's, it's crazy. I feel very lucky well, to Well, I'm here. also just a guy. It's so funny when you make these videos. Because, like, you know, if we, if we break the fourth wall here, we're two guys sitting in a very small hotel room nice in one. London. Yeah. Talking to my phone, which is being propped up by uh, a saucer and teacup. Seriously, because I forgot my tripod in America. So, like, it's very weird because we do this in a vacuum. Yeah. And then you put it out into the world and you're like, oh, my God, millions of people see this. And I can't. And and that's why I feel like it's, it's, it's the coolest thing ever. And why I just want to be able to enjoy it as much as I possibly can. Like I said, this morning, as I was saying, I did the, the raw review for ups and downs. And when I get back, I'm going to have you know, hundreds of tweets and hundreds of comments with people telling me that I'm right, people telling me that I'm wrong, yeah. people saying, Miller, that skit where you held a funeral for the brand split, which I did today, was dumb or stupid. But what a great, what a, what a great place to be in that somebody yeah. would want to watch my content and then go to the, 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 the trouble of letting me know what they thought. Even if it's bad, even if it's a troll, I still take great pride in that. I really, really, really do. Yeah. Because my mind still hasn't caught up with the fact that somebody would want to do that. Yeah, like, I reply to a lot of comments, especially within, like, the first hour or so on YouTube, and people are like, 
dude, thank you so much. It's like, th- thank me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Thank, thank you. Me. You just watched my 57 minute <laughs> interview with Sean Spears and I'm taking three seconds to thank you. Like that was good. That interview though. Oh, I liked it. You. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really that really it's really good. It's really interesting. It's like, interesting. Kent. If it, if I go, Hey, thanks so much for watching. Like, it, it means a lot to me. Oh, oh, man. And I tell you as well, I get lost in the numbers game all the time because I really care. That's the thing. I really, really, really care. And I shouldn't do that, but you do. And you're like, well, why did that one do this amount? But this one only did this yeah, amount. Yeah. And the last week for the first time in ages, SmackDown ups and downs did more than Raw ups and downs. It's like, well, what did we do? Do we have to do that now? And <laughs> yeah. it's a million things, right? It's the thumbnail, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but yeah. that's when I know I care because I really, really, really care. That's just, just, you, just what it do is. Do you think this YouTube bubble could possibly pop? I think so. No, that's not true. I think probably not. But because I'm not sure, that's what I mean about earlier when I say I take it every day as it comes. You could wake up tomorrow and we could be in a vastly different uh, uh, world, I guess. But uh, you never know. I hope not. I I love it. I've loved it now for, like I say before, because everyone always said, oh, Millie, you just kind of popped up in the wrestling space. It was excluding video game stuff before. I've loved it for ages, like almost 10 years. And the fact that I've been able to make something of it is... um, is, is I, yeah I never want to, I want to still be do I still want to be up and downs when I'm 72 I mean if I make 72 I'll be amazed with my luck but um, I want to be up and I'm mean, this old man and I want people to be writing in the comments he's rubbish get a new guy where's Triple H get Triple H into up the downs he's past it that's what I want I'll be so happy I want to be the senile old guy that didn't go away make that happen life I'd appreciate well, it. Well, I'm going to put your YouTube channel below in the description. That's I'll also pin comment. it as a top comment. So, uh, you know, Simon has his own YouTube channel. I do have my own YouTube uh, channel. Uh, which... In addition to What Culture, which I'm sure you're aware of. So uh, you can subscribe to Simon uh, down below. That's very kind, man. And yeah, my, my own channel is, uh, is, like I said, it's a bit like a bag of rebels. But that was always the idea. So I'm all right with it. With people, you never know what you're going to get. That's very kind of you, though, man. Yeah. And this has been fun. This thank you so been... much. Thank you. No, no, thank you. There you go. What a guy. Thanks to Simon for the interview. Thanks again to James Delo for being so kind to lend me your gear so we could record this. I really enjoyed that chat with Simon. I think we should do it again because that conversation really flowed and, and I feel like we could just talk and talk for hours. Uh, thank you to Green Roads for sponsoring this episode. Use the code CHRIS15, CHRIS15 for 15, 15% off CBD products at greenroadsworld.com. Also, thanks to Samson for this incredible podcasting gear, the mics, the cables, the mixer, the headphones, everything. Uh, Samsontech.com to check that out. Fighter Fest, AEW's Fighter Fest is this weekend. I'm heading up north to Daytona, about a four-hour drive from here. So keep an eye out on here and on my YouTube uh, channel for all the interviews that we'll be getting from there.